it still does record us on Facebook. That's why they see us. At, they but they see us on Facebook. That's why I always, I'm talking to Facebook. So um, because a lot of people will see us on, and we're not saying anything. It's because we're waiting for all the alerts and making sure everything's up and running and all the recordings are going on. And uh, that is all happening. Everything is working. So good morning, everyone. It is Thursday, which means trending Thursday. So we want to know what's trending with all of you. And we're going to talk about what's trending out, what we know of. But good morning, everyone. This is Kiroso, a.k.a. Naughty Bus, live with you. Sisters, hey, good morning, everyone. It's Janice, a.k.a. Wellness Diva 5.0. Um, little actually it's warmer today in north haven it's about 41 degrees so it's uh very foggy drizzly um and then the temperatures are expected to plummet and we are expecting a really big uh ice storm it's supposed to be pretty messy so um <laughs> run out get your bread and milk today <laughs> um but trending thursday you know we when i think of trending thursday um of course, one of the, the first and foremost things I think of is, <clears throat> excuse me, what's trending uh, with the new fitness gadgets? Um, you know, what is the latest craze going on? Um, and, you know, I, I think I've shared that I um, joined um, the OB online fitness um, classes, which is pretty nice. I really, I really am enjoying that. You know, I can obviously attend live classes or um, on demand, which is always nice. Um, <laughs> excuse me. And gosh, what else is trending? So much is trending, you know, news wise, um, just a little bit of it, kind of a sprinkle all over the place today, it seems to me. How about, what do you think, Kasu? Well, you know, one of the big alerts that I received was about the CNN president. And you know how we, we feel, necessarily feel about CNN, but Jeff Zucker resigns. Uh, amidst a some sort of scandal, uh, you know, always presumed innocent, obviously, on either front. That's just how our democracy works. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to pass judgment, but it is a bit of kind of a, a network where probably maybe in the early days, it was like a go-to network. And obviously over the last, really the last six years, they really, they plummeted in their uh, ratings for a reason. Uh, they're very quick to maybe report what they feel is news and they wanna be the first ones out there. Uh, and nine out of, you know, it's probably nine and a half out of 10 times, they're either incorrect, they have a wrong story. Uh, but the other interesting piece they thought about this particular network and, and this push with this uh, Jeff Sucker, you know, really when I think of um, certain national stories and, uh, you know, there, there's so many times that when a story, say, is uh, even before it's breaking, ironically, CNN reporters were already there. And it led people to believe, well, wait a minute, do they have some sort of insider information? And we're talking about some big cases, um, you know, where FBI was involved or uh, CIA was involved or whatever it may have been. And they happened to be there really before the story was, was broken. They were there at, you know, upon it actually being ha happening, <clears throat> which led a lot of people to say, hmm, what is going on? And then of course, you know, their analysts are so full of bias. And now let's be really perfectly clear on that. 
all news networks, I don't care who you are, you have a bias. <laughs> that's the reality of it. Actually, that's the sad reality of it. Because back in the day of Walter Cronkite, who was a staunch Democrat, you never really would know that because he just reported the news. He reported it as it was occurring. No ad libs, no interjection, no his spin on it. He just reported it as it was happening. So what do we mean by that? Because a lot of people don't remember what actual news being reported is. So I'm going to give you a real simple, simple example. Janice is walking outside. The weather is in inclement weather. It's freezing rain now. She, we watch her take six or seven steps. The, obviously the ice walk is slippery. Instead of now walking, she's actually sliding down because if anyone knows her walkway, which you don't know, we're gonna let you know that there's a decline as you go down. And it looks like her feet have actually lost traction. So now what did she did now take that same scenario? Janice walks out with an attitude, like, you know, what is she thinking? She's not even holding on to the railway like all good people should be if it's Oh my God, we've got pellets coming down the size of pumpkins. Oh my God, look at her. She's in stilettos. What is she thinking? Now she is sliding, tumbling. Oh my God, I think she's broken every bone in her body. Totally different stories because they're interjecting what possibly might've been on her feet, interjecting her attitude, kind of ad-libbing what the actual weather is. Those are simple stories of where one is reporting exactly as it's occurring step-by-step step, versus adding their own interjection, their own bias. They didn't like her attitude or the fact that she's wearing stilettos, which of course we find out later that she wasn't. So those are the things that CNN commonly does. And that's a really stupid, simple example, but it's the reason why people don't have faith in that. And they're not the only news worker. They just happen to be, I think, the worst of the worst. Um, but all of them, sadly, do not report the news. And what's trending is people are tuning out the news and they're tuning in more to podcasts. They're tuning into more, you know, if, especially if it's a podcast that has a special interest, health and wellness, like we talk about. We talk about the different areas of your life, the different decades that you're going to, what, you know, different things that you may have to change up. We give you strategies on how to navigate through your day, uh, you know, how politics impacts our life, how injustices impact our life, how a uh, prolonged pandemic that really is no more a pandemic anymore, that is obviously interjecting and, and impacting our life. So, you know, um, or you'll have, you know, certain podcasters that, you know, focus different areas of the news. Some talk about, uh, you know, one that um, I happened to be a guest on the other night uh, was <laughs> uh, Patriot News Network. Mom just started this network and she's doing phenomenal and kudos to Jen. 20,000 20, followers already on her, her um, all her different platforms. And it's because she is serving a need, she's impacting. So people get to choose to say, look, at she's really telling the news as it's occurring. She's enlightening on us with what's going on with the uh, Freedom Convoy, uh, all different avenues. Obviously we did this segment on CRT and SEL and schools, what was going on in the particular district that I'm 
um, you know, working to to change up and and to make positive change. So I think what's trending is people are just tired of the propaganda. They're tired of being told what to do. They're tired of the freedoms being impeded on. So they're now looking at other avenues, other ways to add value to their life, still stay informed, but they're just a lot of picky. So I think as a whole, what's trending is most national media outlets, uh, depending on what the subject matter is, is like not even in the forefront now. It's actually the total network that people are just disgusted with. And CNN uh, is one of them. And Jeff Zucker, I mean, you know, you, you know, part of their network, which I found really annoying, what was how they glamorized um, certain people. Like you've got, uh, what do they call him? Um, that attorney who was representing Stormy Daniels. Um, one network had a silly name for him. I can't remember what the, uh, you know, the, the type of lawyer that they labeled him. But, you know, they just, you know, showcased him like he was the king of the hill. And here he's now having, uh, and he was you know, bragging. And it turn, turns out, obviously, he must have, uh, embezzled some money from his clients. Allegedly, you know, obviously these stories are still, or cases are still developing. But, you know, they seem to always pick these clowns that they boast and showcase as being one person when they're really the not. So I'm not surprised about this breaking news about the CNN president. I, I really, I mean, it's sad. Uh, I feel bad for, you know, whoever, uh, he uh, did harm to allegedly, but at the same time, you know, you seek what you sow. You sow what you seek. You seek what you sow. However, that way that goes. And if you, you know, are constantly putting that kind of energy out of negative, of not adding value and impacting people in a positive way, you know, karma has a way of saying, "Hey, we're going to put you in check if you're not going to." We're giving you the clues, and the clues in his case was, you got to stop this nonsense news, start reporting the news the way it is without these fabrications, lies, and then you don't even bother to retract them. And sadly, now he's the news. Well, exactly. And the part, the part that I was trying to grasp or understand better is this is, CNN was the king way back when, when cable news first came out, it was like, wow cable news network this is amazing and they were reporting the news so you have to ask yourself what happened well we all know what happened things went downhill very fast and it seems as though once um zucker took over that they're they just kept going down that hill but it, it kind of goes back to if you start to do things a certain way you know that the integrity of what they are doing was not in the in the public's best interest. They were, um, it's the silly putty effect. They were molding it the way they wanted to. Well, people who watch that network on a regular basis got used to that. They got used to that. So now you have um, their audience that may not, I don't wanna say may not be aware because I don't know that for a fact. This is just kind of my interjection on the whole thing. But when you start to do things in a certain way, and it's just 
without integrity, but you think it's with integrity, that's where the, in my opinion, where they totally went wrong. And back to Walter Cronkite, because I've chatted about him often on the podcast. If you haven't already seen it, I think it's called 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, um, was when Walter Cronkite and his news organization at the time were reporting the assassination of uh, JFK, but it really was from an all perspective on the news organization and how that was evolving way back when in the, in the early 60s and how they were receiving their news. And his basic premise was, yeah, any news organization on a big story wants to be first, but he said, more importantly, he wanted to be right. So being first was not a consideration. So you have to kind of go back to that, in my opinion, was journalism. Now, I honestly did not know he was Democrat, um, that Walter Cronkite was a Democrat, probably till I was in my teens, <laughs> because you would never know that. He reported the news. There wasn't an interjection of the news from a biased standpoint. For instance, one, one of the CNN uh, reporters, or if you want to call them that, in my opinion, um, is not. Um, and I've chatted about her often. I really don't care for her, Joy Reid. Um, she, in my opinion, is not a journalist because when you always have to um, interject or force your personal opinion, opinions and bias, just report the news. And journalism has really gotten away from that. And, and that's sad because a lot of people, they, they obviously love, enjoy watching um, CNN, but you know, obviously their viewership has gone downhill. And the thing I wanna point out too is um, as much as I personally would like to cancel certain things out, I do believe in freedom of speech. Right, the good, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and the, you know, people have a right to watch what they wanna watch. Um, obviously, excuse me, sometimes you scratch your head because you say, uh, I, I don't know, I, maybe it's the, the inquisitive piece of my brain that I like, I, I like to double check things, you know, more than one source. And, you know, when we were children, you just, you know, that was not common practice for people to question the news. Now we do it. We question it all the time, regardless of the network, regardless of the social media platform. Don't you find like you're always questioning, is it really true? Let me, let me do a little digging. Yeah, sure. Not only do we ask ourselves that question, but as much as I love, you know, more than one, sorry. Okay. I was just, I was sharing our <laughs> sharing our podcast and sometimes the it's weird I put the volume down and then it all of a sudden popped up so oh Here okay a little back, so, <laughs> back noise. so what I was trying to say is as much as we want to cancel culture out the cancel culture people that would in a heartbeat cancel us out my personal beliefs like I said is you know freedom of speech that's what makes America great to have that ability to 
have an opinion to, you know, um, forecast what we believe is um, in our best interest. So reporting that, let's just report the news. You know, obviously we're doing our podcast here and, and a lot of what we chat about is our opinions. Correct. We're not newscasters, we're not journalists. That That is different. What, I, what I'm trying to say is, you know, no matter what you watch or what you listen to, <clears throat> if the beauty of having a platform such as this for us, for two sisters, is that if somebody doesn't like our podcast, don't listen to it. Turn your <laughs> channel. And we by add the not only value, we add humor. We are um, real. Uh, you know, we even make mistakes, which I, I, you know, it's funny. A lot of people say, how do you like, you know, you're, you're chatting about something and, and, and maybe it came out wrong or you have the wrong stats or the, you know, the uh, resource was incorrect, whatever. I don't, I don't even get jazzed over that. You know, I get, you know, because I don't, because it, it, you know, we always make sure that there's a correction, number one, as soon as we know. And even, in, you know, even if it's the, the following day, we'll say, hey, by the way, this was stated, it really was this, whatever. <clears throat> so we don't have any problem with, uh, you know, somebody pointing out, you know, that maybe um, there's an error, error from a fact-based type of thing. Um, but we are very clear, <laughs> excuse me, we're very clear on saying, you know, it is our opinion. Um, and we share, not only are we not sharing our opinion, uh, we are sharing our opinion, but we, we show, you know, how we kind of came to that conclusion or, um, you know, even we don't agree on uh, some of the things that we chat about. And that's the beauty of having conversation. And I think for, for sadly, we're back in the day, you know, there were certain subjects you didn't talk about, mainly religion and politics uh, at the dinner table. Um, you know, that has evolved to, you know, no holds bar, let's talk. But I think the difference is, Back in the day when those subjects did come up, generally speaking, they were done in a very respectful manner. But what would happen is the passion would take over and, you know, friends, family would, you know, kind of go back and forth and we get heated. Um, today, it, it gets more than heated. It gets harassment. It gets, um, you know, people in your face, uh, the keyboard bully, you know, that kind of nonsense. Instead of saying, it's okay to disagree. I don't mind having a conversation with somebody who has complete different ideologies than me, as long as, uh, and I frequently will find the calmer you are and allow the other person to, you know, interject and or say their piece or their opinion, you might learn something, people. So conversations don't have to be nasty even if they don't agree, you know, just say, you know what, I'm, I, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to listen to this person, you know, no, I don't, I don't agree with it, but you might, even if you still at the end of the day, after the conversation or leave the situation, don't agree with, you might learn something. We never, we never should stop learning, right? From people, we shouldn't, from each other, right? Well, we never should stop learning, but I think the problem that we are seeing is, um, whenever you ask or pose a question to somebody that has a different ideology or a different thing from you 
where you want to engage, you want to learn more. The first thing typically that, and I, this is going to come out wrong. So I just want to preface this that those people, uh, meaning the people that maybe, like I said, have a different uh, opinion or whatever. The first thing that they do is they'll start the name calling. They'll call you racist. They'll call you whatever. Mm. The, you know, you cannot have. And that's when I'm like, okay, you know, I'm trying to be, I want to learn more. Like why, why do they feel this way? Because really when you have that conversation, you can learn more. And I go way back to, um, when Howard Stern, for instance, first started out on satellite radio and people were so excited because, you know, Howard Stern can be very outrageous um, and he's still outrageous. Yeah, and, he's a, he's a, he's a <clears throat> yeah, I know, right. You either like him or you don't Now, Sometimes right. I enjoy listening to him. Sometimes I don't. But again, the beauty of that is if I don't like what he's talking about, turn the channel. Right. Yeah. And, and I think for so many people and you and you wonder, uh, especially like if you get into different scenarios, different um, pages of people's, you know, whatever, whatever the subject matter is. Even like a, you know, neighborhood networking type of page on, you know, a, a social media platform. And you'll get people that will just, you know, antagonize someone who might post something they may not agree with it. And you really see the nastiness of humanity. And that's what I find is sad. Because again, if you don't like something that somebody wrote, then scroll past it. Just like if you're not you know, in tune to a certain podcast or a news channel, turn it off. You know, it, it is with, still within your power to use your hands to like, you know, delete, delete, delete. And I think you wonder why some people uh, and I get back to that feeling that negativity uh, loves negativity, loves controversy, so they're going to look for it. People that want to uh, learn, embrace, be positive, send out that positive energy and want to create change don't mind taking part in those kind of hard conversations, but they can wheel it back. They kind of got what they needed from it they can move on without the bullying, without that. And I even, I hate to use the term bullying. Uh, everyone overplays that word uh, because bullying, sadly, as, as much as it sucks, uh, is, is part of a human emotion. And some people are just, you know, overboard with it. Or it's used in many different ways, really, where it doesn't really, <coughs> excuse me, necessarily apply to. But I, I think people have forgotten to have conversations that don't have to always mesh and can actually be controversial and do it respectfully. And I think that's the part of humanity that people need to get in check and say, look it, I want to add to this conversation. I want to learn. I want to understand. I'm not really sure why the person's saying this or thinks this way, but I need to, I, I need to hear more. So if you want to engage because you want to try to either get some resolve or, or get a takeaway from it, that's all, those are all good intentions. But if you're there strictly to stir the pot, to uh, antagonize the situation, you are no longer um, adding value to the situation. Why? 
why are you going out of your way to make a situation worse or uh, add, like I said, stirring the pot, making it more volatile. And I find people like that are just generally miserable people. Um, you, you know, when you talk to them, maybe they could constantly complain about their life. Nothing's going right. The traffic, you know, this person's miserable. And you also will find a lot of times they talk about themselves as uh, front stage and center. And those are the types of people I really try to avoid like the plague now because I don't have any patience. I don't have any tolerance. Um, and it's not to say that it's, there's nothing wrong with talking about oneself. Um, but when that's the central focus point, if you're, say, having a conversation and the person has not heard a single word you said and immediately talks about themselves on a totally different subject, that's probably one of my, my, my biggest pet peeves. And that is like a signal to me, this person is not going to be a happy person to engage with. So why bother? Remove right. myself from the situation. Right. All right. I was just writing down two things that just as a sidebar to something about something, nothing about nothing. But some that something that really irritates the f out of me. Ooh, let's hear it, girlfriend. Pet peeves and tolerance. So the other day, I have as I'm, you know, starting to cook dinner. That's when I turn the TV on. You know, catch up on the news, or whatever. And there was a, a video montage clip. Okay, and this is how it went. And there was probably about ten clips of this one particular person. And, and and I think I've said often said this. Like Gary is usually the one yelling at the TV. Now here I go. I'm in the kitchen and I'm yelling at the TV. Okay, so you got to kind of watch as I do this. I'm telling you that this person really annoys the f out of me. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. It was pathetic. Okay. The leader of the free nation talking to the world as if he's in second grade. <laughs> well, you know, what I say to that, which I know you get annoyed. I mean, most people do get annoyed. There is, I don't know if it's the same clip, the, the clip that I saw that I actually reposted because I actually went live with it was done at night and it was a, a from his two hour endeavor addressing the nation and it was like 10 or 12 15 clips put together of him trying to address and then him getting lost in thought there was this uh, almost like uh soap opera type music in the background adding to the pleasure of it's this guy for real kind of a thing and you know it's to the point like i have never and i could say this on our both of our parents grave i have never watched a an entire speech live of his ever um sometimes i'll happen to walk by the room and, and john flips on the news or something and he's on i just i walk in the other room so i never sat and actually listened and it's actually sad because he's the first president of the united states that i've never done that as long as i can remember uh, even as little as being a child when JFK died before he was assassinated, you know, as a family, that was part of our, you know, upbringing was to watch current events. 
that was really important to mom and dad that we would learn current events and we would watch the news live. And I, anytime the president spoke, <clears throat> as early as I can remember, you know, we sat and we watched it. And that has sustained me all through, through you know, my teenage years, high school years and, and beyond. And, you know, as an adult, I've always, regardless of who was in office, of always, anytime a presidential address would come on, I would watch it. You know, that includes uh, Obama, that includes Clinton. Um, you know, I watched them all. And this is sadly the first president uh, because a part of it is not his party, because I, I do believe in the two party, three party system, whatever. Um, it's because I've been very open that I felt he was unfit before he took office. Even during this campaign, as everyone can remember, you never really saw much of him. Now we understand really why they kept him in the basement because um, they can't keep him in the basement now. Now what they will frequently do is take him out of the public eye for two or three or four days to prop him and prep him for whatever engagement or public engagement he, he has. But from my perspective, he was never fit. And if, if I'm going to be true to my word, why would I spend the time or energy listening to someone that I don't think is fit for that position, that office. Just like, uh, you know, if there's a product and I don't either uh, believe in the person sharing the product and or I don't believe in the product, I'm not going to waste my energy or time partaking in something that, you know, time is of value. And I think that's one of the things that we always talk about on Two Sisters is as, a, as you get, go, keep going from decade to decade, you realize how fast time really works, right? So you want to make sure you're utilizing your time and your space and your energy with things that complement you, that impact you, that add value, that you can in turn turn around and, and add value and impact others. So for me to actually spend any time uh, wasting, and to me it's wasted energy. I, uh, I truly believe in my heart that the whole family is crime ridden. There's a lot of corruption there. I've been very vocal about that. I also uh, cannot still believe that everyday people have issues, yet, you know, he's got a son running rampant. He's, he's probably one of the most protected persons in the world, Hunter Biden, that's who I'm referring to. And I have no respect. I, you know, I, and it's not that I don't have respect for the office because he's not the office. He holds the office, but he's not the office. And I cannot in good conscience sit there and listen to somebody that I knew already had no place being in the position that he was. Now, a lot of people could argue that point and say, well, you know, he was the one elected. I still believe he really wasn't elected. And I firmly believe that based on everything I've researched and what I know today. And no one has been able to disprove it. So that's always going to be there, you know, kind of like, you know, how they'll sometimes we'll put an asterisk with an athlete. Well, as far as I'm concerned, this particular person occupying the White House has an asterisk. In addition to, it's not a question of his party per se, although the, for me, the party's really gone over the cliff. It's him as a person, he's not fit. Why would a family allow their loved one, if they truly love and respect them, be put through this? It does not forgive all his sins and he's got many as, as we all do, we're all sinners. 
We know that we, we are born to sin, uh, we're born to die. And you know, somewhere in between, we hopefully will rectify our wrongs, but this continues. So I have no interest in ever, you know, I'll watch clips of him after the fact, especially if they're funny, because at some point, you know, obviously humor has got to get us through this time. We have three, three more years of this person and look at this first year. I mean, have you, I mean, the, his, his stats, which I'm not a big stat person unless they're actual stats, but even the networks that are not reliable are now starting to report how bad his stats are. So why would I waste my energy? You know, so that's how I feel about the person occupying the White House. Yeah, and just one last uh, thought or comment, you know, and then catching the news last night um, and they were showing him, and I don't know where this function was at, um, but his wife had to come up on stage and lead him off because he looked confused. And, and I thought to myself, when I first started watching it, um, like I want him to do well. I, I've been very vocal about the person occupying 1600. Um, I don't think that he's fit, but I want him to do well. Even though I don't agree with his, politi his politics, uh, crime-ridden family, you know, there's so much more I could say. And I was just like, oh Lord, this is not good. And it just, it made me feel um, why, like you just said, like, why is his family putting him through this? Why it's, there's so many unanswered questions, which I think we all know the answers to, um, why? Well, you know, and for me, it's not a question that I want him to do well. I don't want him to do well in the sense of the, uh, he's not capable. What I want is I want us as a nation to get through these three, three years as little scarred as possible. That's what I'm hoping for. Because you can't even wish him well because he's not well. That's the point. He should be, he should be uh, uh, enjoying his retirement. I, I don't believe in his personal life. I think he's uh, corrupt. But that's between him and his maker. Because from, from my perspective, uh, people will atone for their sins in this life or the next. And that is not for me to worry about. That's between him and God and his conscience and all of that. Um, do I think he uh, owes a debt uh, that he probably can never repay to this country? Absolutely. But it's not. that's not my control. That's not in the everyday person's control. It's not even in uh, a lot of lot of people's control. Again, it goes back to him and his conscience and, and God. And, and that's truly how I believe that that's going to be rectified. So I have relief with that piece. My piece is... I just want to get through the three years as a nation unscathed and, and that's not going to happen, but the least, uh, uh, the least amount of uh, damage, the least amount of carnage, the least amount. I mean, I look at people's mental health with this pandemic, especially children. We are in uncharted waters on the damage that he has caused along with his party. And how will the nation get through these next three years. This has been a tough first year. And 
if in fact, from a medical perspective, he's at the you know somewhat beginning stages of whatever it may be, or even he may be past the beginning stages, but because of the drugs or prescriptions or whatever they're boosting him up with, I don't know. But if this is the first year and we have three more to go, I pray to the Lord every day that he get, gets us through this uh, as a nation. Deal with him. You know, we can't do, we can't, we can't rectify that. We can't, we can't. That's not within our uh, realm of what we can do. But what we can do is, is, you know, try to stay as focused and positive with the little blessings that are out there. And there are blessings. We just have to look for them a little bit harder the next three years. And that's going to be tough for a lot of people. It sure will. No doubt it will be. And on that note, Trending Thursday, we want to encourage you, if you have any questions, comments, um, would like to specifically comment on what we chatted about today, please go to our website and leave us a voice message. We would love to hear from you. And that's www.twosistas.online. And on that note, we will see you tomorrow for... What's Fantabulous Friday. Fantabulous Friday. Got my days messed up there. Okay. My name is Janice, aka Wellness Diva 5.0, and I'm with two sisters. And this is Carol, so aka Naughty Boss, hoping that you will be the trendsetter. Remember, you don't have to wait for it. You know, yeah, Google some stuff, you know, brave some stuff. Everyone's got all these different web browsers. But you know what? You be the trendsetter. Be the trendsetter of kindness, of patience. Uh, of just doing good, being a good person. That would be a good thing to be trending. And we will see you tomorrow for Fantabulous Friday where we get to celebrate all our wins, no matter how big, no matter how small. We want to celebrate you and uh, you have a great day. Talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day, everyone. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>